You're listening to a lonely gay boy and his co-host discuss horror movies, and not the good ones. A horror enthusiast podcast in which me, a lonely gay boy, and my co-host discuss horror movies, and not the good ones. Thanks for tuning in, new friend. Hi there, dear listener. It's me, Lonely Smith, uh, back again to try desperately to entertain you and to fill the void in my life by having a hobby. Well, I was hoping to go, you know, one more week before doing a mini-sode, uh, but co-host, well, he threw a wrench in my plans. Well, he texted me this morning to tell me that he hosted a wild party last night. Well, now he's too hungover to record with me. I have mixed feelings, to say the least. You know, on, on one hand, it's like, oh, I, I didn't make the guest list? Well, okay. Well, I see. I, well, I get it. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'm, not in the, I'm not in the inner circle. Well, all right. That's, that's cool. That's good. You know, that's great even. And, you know, on the other hand, well, I'll admit it. I'm pleased to know he's suffering right now. Love him dearly. Don't get me wrong. You know, extremely thankful he's he's in my life and all. But at the same time, fuck him for not telling me about the party. So suck on that karma, friend. Anyway, dear listener, I thought since it's just you and me today, and it's our first episode during Pride Month, that I could talk a little bit about some queer horror movies that not everyone knows about. You know, every June, the, the horror sites talk about Nightmare on Elm Street 2 or Seed of Chucky or Hellbent. You know, and those are all really good movies and all. But here at A Lonely Gay Boy and his co-host discuss horror movies and not the good ones, I like to give, you know, some love to lesser discussed movies. Maybe if you haven't heard of some of these and they sound appealing to you, well, you can go check them out, and there, there's nothing cooler for me than to, you know, spread the love. Because I sure love it when, when people tune me on to, on to movies for the first time. Well, I wanted to rank these as a top ten, because uh, that's what's fashionable online nowadays. Well, you know, but it's just impossible. They're often different subgenres, and, and it depends on my mood, you know, for what I'm looking for, when, you know, that how I would possibly rank them. They're all enjoyable, although some are pretty bad and might end up getting their own episode on the podcast down the line, which I consider a compliment. So, you know, in, in alphabetical order, here's 10 queer horror flicks you might want to add to your to-watch list this Pride Month. Although I guess if you don't get around to it, they're just as good in July. 2001 Maniacs, a horror comedy from gay filmmaker Tim Sullivan in 2005. This is a remake of Herschel Gordon Lewis's grindhouse 60s flick 2000 Maniacs. See what they did there was they added one. 
It features campy performances by horror royalty Robert Englund and Lynn Shay. It follows three college bros on spring break who take the wrong detour and end up in an old-timey southern town, along with a few other weary travelers. You have handsome guys showing off their bodies just as much as the beautiful women do, and two of the supporting characters are gay, and, and they get it on. And there's some lesbian making out as well. Boarding School Highly successful screenwriter Bose Yakin wrote and directed this 2018 thriller dealing with gender nonconformity and Holocaust survival. Set in the 90s, 13-year-old Jacob is caught wearing his dead grandmother's dress, so he's sent off to a Christian boarding school for extremely troubled kids. Although it's more like kids who don't quite fit a, a cookie-cutter white suburban view of how they should behave. It's a brilliant movie that I don't want to spoil a thing about, because it deserves to be seen without any knowledge going in. Cannot recommend boarding school enough. Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker Prolific TV producer William Asher directed this movie in 1981. Sure, it's loosely based off of Oedipus Rex, but don't let that stop you. Basically, this hot high school senior lives with his aunt, and she secretly lusts after him, and she doesn't want him to get a basketball scholarship and leave her, so she kills people. So, where's the queer content? Well, the aunt is super campy. Billy is a cute final boy. Billy's coach is gay and a really great person, as is his working-class boyfriend. The detective investigating the murders is super homophobic, and he's trying to make it all about some gay love triangle gone wrong, which, which it isn't. But get this, we're not supposed to be on the detective's side. You know, the movie treats him as a secondary antagonist. That wouldn't just be refreshing today, but was so far ahead of its time in 1981. Deviants. Written, directed, and co-starring indie filmmaker Jimmy Hennigan, Deviants is really two movies in one. Parallel plot lines follow Connor, a closeted young man struggling to get out of his alcoholic father's trailer and make a life for himself. And the second storyline follows Milton, a closeted, antisocial high school senior with dark and disturbing desires. But we cut back and forth for most of the film, following the characters spiral out until the storylines finally clash in the final act. Connor's half of the movie is a slow family melodrama, while Milton's is a disturbing, slow burn of a horror movie. Milton Mason is played by Tim Torrey, who's been steadily acting in indie movies for a few years, and, and he is incredibly talented. And it doesn't hurt that he's hot. I desperately want Milton to return in a sequel. Deviance is worth a watch. However, it almost feels like it's all a setup for a movie that probably won't ever happen. Dolly Deadly Indie filmmaker slash artist Heidi Moore 
put together this gem starring her own son as Benji. Dolly Deadly is a campy, schlocky, over-the-top, sometimes gross film about a young boy who is constantly picked on by neighbors, family, and friends just because he's kind of queer and has a fantasy life playing with his dolls. This was released in 2016, and Heidi has long been working on a sequel set to be a rock musical starring drag queens produced by Troma. Fingers crossed, this is released soon and lives up to the first one. Knife Plus Heart Musician Jan Gonzalez created this perfect love letter to Giallo films of the 60s and 70s. This French slasher, originally titled Un Coteau dans la Croix, follows a gay porn company in the 70s, and someone is murdering the cast and crew of one of their previous features. The protagonist is the lesbian director, and there is no shortage of queer characters, you know, men, women, trans. If your only complaint about the brilliant giallo films from the past is that they weren't overtly queer, Knife Plus Heart solves that problem. The Perfection Alison Williams stars in Netflix's 2018 psychological thriller about musical prodigies in a twisty mindfuck of a movie that you have to go into with zero spoilers. They do that thing where you see a chunk of the movie, but then it rewinds and you see the same events from a different character's perspective. It's really well done and features two women bonding over art in a male-dominated world and them fighting back. That's all I'll say about the perfection, except for, you you know, you know, go, go check it out. Pitchfork. Multi-award-winning dancer and choreographer Glenn Douglas Packard wrote and directed this film inspired by growing up gay in the Midwest. This low-budget passion project follows a gay college student in New York City who travels with a van full of his city friends as support on his way to his farmhouse home to come out to his family. Only the bad news is there's this strangely hot psychopath in a dog mask with a pitchfork replacing one of his hands who brutally offs the group one at a time in slasher fashion. For queer slasher fans, you can't go wrong. In late 2020, Packard announced he's working on Pitchfork 2, Homecoming, which I'm real, real excited about. Stranger by the Lake Another French film, originally titled L'Inconnu du Lac, is the product of gay filmmaker Alain Gouradou from 2013. It's an erotic thriller about a cruising spot around a scenic lake in the woods. It's a slower, character-driven piece with a central mystery concerning someone killing his hookups, you know, in the woods. And I found it real, real interesting. You're killing me. This gay horror comedy rom-com came out in 2015 and stars Jeffrey Self, who also co-wrote the movie, as an influencer struggling to get any attention. His biggest fan has recently been discharged from a mental hospital and is trying to live a normal life 
and find a boyfriend, only he starts killing guys who aren't quite right for him. The movie features a big, campy, queer ensemble and is a ton of fun. Especially if you're like me and don't really relate to most straight rom-coms. This is definitely a dark comedy. So there you have it, dear listener. Ten horror movies you may or may not have heard of that are just great ways to celebrate pride. I hope you've enjoyed this mini-sode while co-host is convalescing at home. We will most definitely be back next week to talk all things Soul Survivors. Bye!